and stomp your feet and ooh, we are recording yeah interesting fact i learned today greg what's that did you know that clam blasting is the female equivalent of teabagging interesting i've never been clam blasted <laughs> i don't i've never been teabagged either actually <laughs> Yes, you I, have. that's you not an invitation. <laughs> it's not an invitation. It's just uh I think I was I think I was uh, old enough to be to avoid that before it became like a real thing. No, it was it was a thing when we were in high school. I didn't hang out with dudes. That you remember. <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode two seventy three. Brought to you by, that's right, the Give Me Five podcast patron. Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about things like pop culture, entertainment, news, movies, music, books, Florida, kind of whatever catches our eye during the week. My name is Pardon Me, and I'm joined by Do You Have Any Grey Poupon? And No. Omar's a bitch. I do not. He stole my Grey Poupon. That's why he's a bitch. No, but I did accidentally eat mustard the other day, and now I still want to die. Mustard is delicious. Shut your mouth. Mustard's disgusting. I was like, I don't, I told the person, I'm like, I don't want any mustard on my sub or any other condiments. And they put Dijonais on there, which is oh, not well, only that's, mustard. That's not but good. I like yellow mustard. I'm a I basic. I like any mustard or any other <laughs> that's, other than. That's the sauce. name of the episode. Rob is a basic bitch. <laughs> I already have the name for the episode, so we just have to find a way to, to get the word shrinkage in. Oh. Well, you just we just need Omar to join us. Yeah. On a cold day. Yes. Or any day, really. I mean I mean it's like yes, like a turtle head. No. Um <laughs> wow. this week we're gonna talk about the new Netflix movie Eddie uh starring Eddie Murphy Jonah Hill, You People. And we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, and we'll probably have a little bit more discussions about some other things. Yeah, I think so. Uh, spoilers. If you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I have not, uh, we're about to probably going to spoil a little bit of it. Um, not much to spoil in the Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill film, but yeah, there's going to be some spoilers occasionally coming through on this show, so... If you get mad at that sort of thing, you've been warned, and I just want you to you know, don't raise your hands. Just sit there quietly in your seat, and that's it. Know your role. I, oh, wait. No. We could get sued for that, I think. Really? That's the other thing I've been watching. That's why I haven't watched anything else. I've been watching all those WWE Rivals documentaries, including the ones that make me cry. You you. I'll talk about those later. Pride in WWE documentary. Rivals, like, talking about, like, Stone Cold versus The Rock mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it tells, like, the behind-the-scenes stories. 
Anyway, let's uh, continue. Uh, news? Are we doing news? Yes, let's do some news. Okay, I'm doing news. Uh, so, I, child of the 80s, uh, huge Guns N' Roses fan, mm-hmm. continue to be a Guns N' Roses fan. I've talked about their, their new album, not new album, but their re-release of Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sponsored a car on for NASCAR for the Daytona 500. I'm just, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. It was car 42. Um, it did. Someone did wreck it, but um, was his name Ralph? Just no, 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 no. It was not wreck it, Ralph. It was wreck it. Uh, I don't know. Steve. I don't know any NASCAR people. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Uh, really cool car. But the, I was like, well, that's weird that they're randomly doing it. Especially when they had the, the original Circle logo that was they used like when their first album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they were doing it to announce a world tour which they announced a couple days later. Hmm. Uh, They're, of course, going all over the place. They actually start in Israel, but they do end around here. Uh, They're closest to us. They're coming as Hollywood, Florida. So they've worked Uh, things out? I thought they were never going to tour again because they couldn't stand it. No, they actually... No, they... um, Well, Motley Crue did that, but now they're touring. Um, Guns N' Roses, they've been been touring for about... Since at least 2016. Hmm. Uh, Last year... Was it last... It was either... I remember it was 2018, 2019, or 2021, 2022. It was the most lucrative tour of all time. Every concert tour in history, um, which actually I would have probably guessed Garth Brooks. Maybe in today's money, mm-hmm. it would have been Garth Brooks because those were huge, huge shows. Um, you know, stadium shows mm-hmm. versus arena shows. But anyway, um, so they announced a tour um, going to Hollywood, Florida. I think I'm going to try to go there. But um, beyond that, the November Rain video, that is the full first rock video to actually hit 2 billion views on YouTube. Uh, it was put on YouTube 13 years ago. Uh, the video came out originally in 1991, and um, yeah, it finally hit 2 billion views. There have been, of course, right. several pop songs. Basically, everything right. that Taylor Swift has ever done has hit 2 billion views. I love that um, song. November, the, November rain. rain, November rain. Wrong song. That's... <sighs> I believe that was a winger song. No. <laughs> I... be Prince fans attacking us. Um, no, but it's uh, kind of cool. I was actually when I was driving my child today. He was like, he's like, how do you know that it wasn't just one person watching it two billion times? And I'm like, well, the song is about I think seven or eight minutes long. So we actually used um, Siri, and I was like, "How long if you know you t- two billion times seven minutes? How many years is that? It, you'd have to be watching Guns N' Roses videos for the next like thirteen thousand years or something to uh, if you were the one that watched all two billion views." Mm. So get to work out there, people. Now, please clarify what full on rock music video. Um. There are other ones that are like more pop rock. So like this is not my snobbery because I I kind of don't care but like So this this is essentially I mean this this milestone is essentially like saying, "Oh, it's it's the first thing to happen on a Tuesday since 1981 on a full kind of. It's it's I would say more of a 
I don't know. I'm trying to go back in time in football here. Like the first AFC team to win the Super Bowl after the murder kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, the Because there are like Imagine Dragons is more of a pop band. Mm-hmm. And that one has probably had a uh, few songs like Radioactive and stuff. It's basically like is... when they when they alter the stats just so that they can say that this one is the first one because you know they they created a category that this would only fall into basically like the first left-handed quarterback to win a Super Bowl maybe the first left-handed quarterback to win a Super Bowl on on a on a Tuesday on April Fool's Day of, yeah that'd be weird <laughs> anyway uh, congratulations and uh, keep on rocking and you know really rock hard in Hollywood, Florida, because I'll probably be there screaming at stuff. Like a girl. Uh, yeah. uh, James Gunn. Can we talk about this? We did. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to ask you, what do you feel of the DC, the past DC movie universe, cinematic universe? I don't know what that is. I think DC, it's a fucking DC's. mess is what it is. Okay, oh, there we go. Okay, I, I, yeah. so you like it. No, you don't. Um, yeah, there have been some bright spots. Uh, one Wonder Woman, one Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the second Suicide Squad movie. I did. As I, well. I've hate wa- I've hate watched the first Suicide Squad movie many times. I literally use that movie as examples of what not to do when I'm teaching stuff about editing. Like that right there. Mm-hmm. If they're wondering why their YouTube channel gets hits every once in a while, it's me being like, "Okay, don't ever do this. Don't ever um, do this." Like when something – when the main bad guy finally gets his comeuppance, show what actually is happening to the bad guy. Don't show all of the other characters reacting to it without ever showing what's actually happening. Yeah. So anyway. Um, uh, so James Gunn, we know about this. He was hired to unmess the DC universe. Okay. I picture it like him being brought in and it being like the person that opens up the box of all the Christmas lights. After a while, and, like, they're all tangled into one big ball. Like, I feel like he's the one that has to, like, undo that. Yeah. Uh, So he did—this was actually a little while ago, but, yeah, we've been busy. So he did come out and announce the basic path for DC. And um, it's going to be controlled by James Gunn. We know him Guardians of the Galaxy and the newer Suicide Squad, as well as uh, Peacemaker, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Love Peacemaker. Um, And uh, Peter Safran, who I don't know much about him. But um, there's going to be five uh, – they have announced five feature films and five TV series that will be on HBO Max, um, starting off with Superman Legacy, which we now know why Henry Cavill is not coming back. This is, new, this is probably not new news for anybody, but they're going with a much younger Superman, mm-hmm. like just learning the ropes. Yeah, um, I and do DC, the- DC effed that so hard because they knew that Cavill was not going to be – and they just – they're just like, oh, hey, yeah, go ahead. Because I read yeah. that Gunn was hired six months before that happened. Oh, yeah, with Black Adam? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of douchey. As a complete aside, Black Adam's already on television here. And it's it's so weird these days when stuff is on, like... So the the scene when, like, all of them jump in that truck to escape, like, the attackers, like, out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And, like... The truck finally like comes to a stop. Like, what the hell was that? And it was on the TV, and I'm like, why have I seen that before? Like, what is? It? I'm like, is this Black Adam already? But like, I just saw it in the theater like two months ago. 
it's so weird that like I remember scenes vividly and then see them on my television without streaming. It was just on regular HBO, Showtime, whatever. Anyway, so Superman Legacy, Superman Young, that's going to kind of start it off. The Authority, are you ready for angry people? Because there's going to be some people bitching about The Authority. Okay. I'll tell you right now. Um, the Authority actually is from a comic book from the from the 90s, and it is one of those that that um, it kind of does a little bit like what The Boys does, but it's not funny. Okay. It's good, but it, it's you know kind of like, do we really want this like overwhelming, powerful group of people getting involved in our stuff? Like when we can't necessarily stop it, or they're not. Um, what are we? What are we looking for? They're not beholden to anybody. Mm-hmm. They just do whatever they want. Right. Um. But one of the one of the character the the Superman and and Batman version of the characters. Um, are a gay couple. Um, and it's it's been that way forever. But you know, people are going to be pissed. Okay. Um, just because they're gay. Cause people or? are. Uh, yeah, they're going to be they're the the woke people will come, not the anti woke people will come out. Mm-hmm. I can tell it already. I've already seen people complaining about it. Okay. Uh, the coolest character out of all of them, despite all of the the ones that are amalgams of whatever, it's a character named Jack Hawksmore, and. I always thought he was a really unique character because he's um, considered psycho- psychologically bonded to cities, so he's kind of in touch with the city. But he was—he's like whoever designed him, not the artist, but the, the genetic engineering people, mm-hmm. like built him to basically be like, you know, his feet are built to climb buildings and stuff like that. It's just—it was—it's a very cool character. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like one of those that like will put his hand on the ground and he knows what's going on in the area. Okay. Um, but it's just a it's a very uh, it's a very well done character when it's written correctly. Okay. That's the authority that'll be. I think they're probably going to go back in time for that. I just have a feeling. Okay. So like that, like they were the superheroes, like the Watchmen of before. Uh, Brave and the Bold. That is a going to be a Batman Robin kind of series. Looks like. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, this is going to be based on Tom King, who I love. He's, he's a writer. Um, and former CIA guy. I think I might be killed for that, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, he's going to be doing that. Um, uh, let's see. The only time she's ever been in the theater is starring who as Supergirl? Oh, really? You don't know? No, no, no. It's uh, Helen Slater. Yeah, yeah. It was No, no, no. So I was saying, really, that was the only time she's ever been in the theater? Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless she wouldn't go to see a movie. But, but um, uh, Swamp Thing. Is also going to be coming, and I hope they go like dark and horror with Swamp Thing. Uh, I, the only thing I don't really need to see again because I've seen it in three and two TV shows and wait, in another movie, or is it three TV shows? No, it's two TV shows and another movie. Is the lab getting blown up and him jumping through the window into the swamp? Mm-hmm. But um, that'll be coming out too. There will be some TV shows as well. Creature Commandos, which is basically uh, the uh, monsters being controlled by the government and fighting for for good which I'm kind of I kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. I like to be a Frankenstein with a with a bazooka. Um Waller, which is going to be all about Amanda Waller who is on has been in Peacemaker, been in um Suicide Squad. What else? Uh Suicide Squad and of course is in control of the Creature Commando, so there's a lot of that. Uh Booster Gold, 
is coming, which and and do you know anything about Booster Gold at all? I I know of the character. I don't really know the art yeah. or the story behind him. Yeah, he's like he's a character from the future that's kind of a loser in the future, but he goes back in time and is basically able to use the future technology to become a superhero. He's not a bad guy, he's just a loser. Okay. Um but he uh one of the things that they did was he was he was one of those superheroes that gets like sponsored by people. So like they'll do things, you know, like a NASCAR car to go back to that. Okay. Uh, Green Lantern Corps or Lanterns. They're going to be uh, doing uh, Green Lanterns with Hal Jordan and John Stewart and a bunch of other uh, Lanterns. And then Paradise Lost, which will actually be all about the Amazons um, and the rest of the people that hang out on Wonder Woman's Island. So okay. it's interesting because there's no like – the fact that they're changing the names of some of these things. Like Wonder Woman is a key character. Mm-hmm. They're calling it Paradise Lost. Batman, like everyone knows Batman. They're calling it Brave and the Bold. Like it's kind of interesting. I, mm, I would love to see DC go the dark route for for a team up Avengers. And I know I've talked about this before, um, but I would love to see DC go the dark route for a team up Avengers style. Uh, you know, like Marvel, a la Marvel, um, conglomeration where everybody kind of where they bring all the product together. Because I would love, to, and it, it would be hard, but they've already started with the ones that they can lead in with. They can they can start setting the foundation for it. Bring in a couple more. You do. You can use the Brave and the Bold series to do it. You can use. Then you can add a, a standalone movie to lead directly into it. But I would love to see them do Blackest Night. Yeah, and they just got to kill a lot of people first. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You can you can set the foundation with all of these ones that you're that you're setting up. Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman for Paradise Lost, Batman, um, Green Lantern, and and you can bring all these people. You can bring all of these people in and introduce other characters. You know, along the way. I mean, you're looking at probably like a five year project of setting this up to get to blackest night and and it's probably going to be longer than that but i mean dc could work on all this stuff simultaneously and tie it all together and and lead into it with the death of batman well one of the, one of the things in the comics world when they when they killed superman mm-hmm. that started at least if not more a decade's worth of stuff mm-hmm. so like I was amazed, like, back when you're a kid, you just, stuff happens, you don't realize that there's big boardrooms and comic companies of people being like, okay, in the first quarter, we need to do this and whatever. You know, we're not selling enough of these, so let's get this character as part of a tie-in, you know, that kind of stuff. The way it actually worked was they killed, you know, they killed Superman, that went across basically all of these superhero teams, and it was the 90s, so a lot of the superhero teams had, like, the hard-edged Punisher-esque Lobo-type characters. I know Punisher isn't Mm -hmm. Marvel. Or isn't TC? Right. But yeah, they killed Superman, and then they had all of the different Superman came out. Come out, so that was two two major things. Technically, could be two movies. Um, and then they had that one. The one Superman, um, was actually like the one that looked like the Terminator was actually like a villain. Steel. I'm spoiling stuff from 1994 here, people. Was that? Steel? And he blew up an entire city, and it just so happened to be the Green Lantern city. Was that Steel? So there was like the third thing. Uh no, Steel was the guy in the full suit. This was um he was just called like the the Man of Tomorrow, I think. Oh okay. He was like the Superman of Tomorrow. Um, 
but he did it to basically turn uh coast city into this like giant engine thing to to bring mongol who is this big bad he's basically the thanos of the DC, the dc universe so that'd be like another story the destruction of that and that caused green lantern to go insane and then green lantern went and killed all the other green lanterns to get their rings so he could recreate the city in full so like that could be a whole other story now that's really dark mm-hmm. but and then that of course led to um the the yellow lanterns and all of the different like separate colors of lantern ring which was a really cool story which of course led to black as night right. but it was you know 15 years of stuff and there was stuff in between too but like it was so seamless that i found myself reading stuff i would have never read right but same thing with the movies though so i'm gonna give james gunn the benefit of the doubt because he made me care about a raccoon he did um and a tree for that matter so um are you what do you think because people are you know there's the snyder people out there they're like you know, sell the Snyder reverse to Netflix. Quite literally, at some live event yesterday, I saw someone who up a sign that said, "Sell the Snyder reverse to Netflix." Like, no. What do you mean, sell the Snyder reverse? Like, so the DC Snyder reverse, like all of the the DC movies that that Snyder did, and like the remake of of uh, what was it, uh, Justice League? Mm-hmm. Like, they want they want that to keep going, even though they're going a different direction, and. No. 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 Like while just while I get that not perhaps good the enough. Snyder verse or the Snyder the Snyder cut of Justice League was better. Justice League was crap. Yeah. I mean let's let's be honest. Justice League was a shit movie. So yeah. no, I, I I think you just cut your losses with the Snyder verse and, and move on. Don't don't sell it to anybody. Just bury it. And let let's be honest. There, while there are some people that really do like the Snyder voice verse, the large amount of voices online were one hundred percent paid trolls. They admitted it as much. Like all of the people like pushing to have more Snyder stuff and to do the Justice League and to spill more money into it was totally like paid trolls. Really, the Snyder may or may not. Yeah, like it, it was they they were all like in a warehouse somewhere in like Thailand or something. Wow. Singapore, maybe. I don't know. Probably paid for by Snyder. Maybe. I don't want to... I feel bad about him because it's... Yeah, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I like some of his stuff. Fair enough. But but that's not why I don't want to get into it. But around the same time of Justice League, his daughter had passed away. So... Mm. Not that, that, you know, you can still have a valid critique of a movie even though something bad happened. But nonetheless. Okay, so... Let us move on. Okay. I think. Uh that's all of our news. Almost all of our news. I, I do have a I do have a quick update. I've played a little bit more of the uh Harry Potter Legacy or Hogwarts Legacy Ooh. game. Yeah, I watched you play some it, of it. It is it is pretty expansive. Um the the gameplay is nice. I will say that if you focus I have found myself focusing on like side missions and stuff like that. And I can only do that for so long. There, like, there is so much to do as far as the side missions are concerned, and, and finding like these little things and completing these little, these little challenges and shit that I get bored and lose interest. Does that make sense? Um, 
and I find that I need a break, uh, you can just power through the game on the on power through the the story quests because I I'm I'm over leveled for where I'm at, but you have to do some of the story missions to get access, or you have to do some of the like the side missions, the stuff that aren't really story missions to get access to some of the spells and stuff like that. I mean, if you just plow through and do the story missions, it, it could be rather difficult because you won't have access to everything. But I mean, it's, there is, there is so much and the world is, or the, the gameplay area is so big. It's just, yeah, it can be overwhelming at times. The game itself is still fun. I'm enjoying it. It's just, I, I can't, I get sucked into doing the the side missions and the stuff like that, and well, you like that. You like that world. I do. You can grow magical plants. I do. Yes, you can. There's there's a there's a room where you can like grow magical plants. You can have your own bestiary. Um, in oh, uh, we can't talk about bestiary on the oh, show. Okay. That's you remember um, this. Oh wait, bestiary. I'm sorry. Yeah, like like <laughs> uh, like Newt's like Newt's Scamander. Where he had like that bestiary inside his uh, suitcase that he always carried around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have one of those in your in your room of requirement, basically. Actually, you can have like three of those at least. Um. So yeah, I mean, you can raise beasts. You can, you know, uh, you you basically use the beasts for ingredients for your potions and shit. Um, you brew potions. You can have uh, potion tables in your room. You can have uh. uh plant growing stations in your rooms and it it's just yeah there's so much to do in the game so and one of the i did see that they teased a little bit about a hogwarts legacy 2 already really which makes sense because yeah um i don't know exactly what the tease was but i've heard it multiple places um it makes sense considering um they now they did say they were not going to go down the dlc route okay which means that that the the team behind the game is currently working on Two, not working on, you know, $20 add-on packs. So, depending on your feelings of that, right. good or bad. I've also gotten Promise. several several uh, um, news stories on my feed about how there, there are certain, there are certain uh, gaming organizations that are banning the game. But um, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, earned $850 million in the first two weeks. Sold more than 12 million units. It's a solid game. I would have loved for it to have been like a uh, a multiplayer game. though. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. I, I definitely could, reminded me. Uh, definitely reminded me of the the Jedi games. Yeah, I I could definitely see it as an MMO, like you know, kind of like World of Warcraft or whatever. Um, and I'd probably play that at least for a little bit, depending upon the quality of, uh, product that they put out with, like, uh, um, quests and, and raids and stuff like that. I could enjoy that. Nice. Well, anything else you'd like to share? Um, well, there, there is this, there is this little thing about an area that we live in called Florida. Hell. Um, I think it's time for this week's Welcome to Florida, WTF. So. That's fair. 
Florida man being helped by two other Florida men who do, who don't really help him. Um, but also proving that you just cannot kill Florida man. Uh, Florida man found to be breathing after being declared dead by medics. So two paramedics were called to uh, to. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm not dead. I think I'll go for a walk. Um, they responded to a home in in unincorporated Pinellas County, so it's it's near us. Um, to a patient who was reportedly suffering cardiac arrest. Uh, his lips were blue and he was cold. They were doing CPR. Um, and the paramedics showed up and kind of just said he was dead and left, I guess. They, the, the medics arrived, they, they checked the pulse and, and told the family that he was gone. And (laughs) the family even pointed out that he was still breathing. And they basically told the family, no, no, he's gone. That's just the body releasing gases. Two Florida man geniuses, no doubt. They left, and a Pinellas County Sheriff deputy showed up to investigate the death. And the deputy noticed that he was still breathing. (laughs) So they then called another rescue crew, and that rescue crew took him to the hospital. Yeah, those, those two medics have been suspended, by the way. The two paramedics working with Clearwater Fire and Rescue Department were suspended. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. And he's it, the the gentleman is currently recovering in the hospital. <sighs> yeah. Even when it's, you uh, try to kill Florida man, he just won't die. It's like yeah, you have one Florida man that's in trouble, then you send two more Florida men to help them. And now you've got three Florida men that are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Is that I was talking actually uh, when someone's house, one of my friends' houses got struck by lightning and the like attic caught on fire, but like it was internal, so you couldn't really see it. And they, I remember talking to the volunteer firefighters that they sent in this small town, and they were joking about like if you have a house full of ten people that's on fire and you send in two volunteer firefighters, now you've got twelve people in a house that's on fire. <laughs> like, ugh. Sigh. Well, Sigh. Uh, I'm I'm glad that he's okay. Well, I don't and know that he's okay, has... but he's at the hospital and he's not dead yet. His family has a lawsuit, a good lawsuit on their hands, probably. Oh yeah. But... And about 28 minutes elapsed between the initial call and then the the second medic's arrival. So they lost about a half an hour of this guy having a heart attack. He's still in intensive care, and he's seeing a speech therapist for slowed speech. He may suffer long-term effects. We don't know what's going on yet, but... That sucks. Yeah. Well, do we know if he was a good a good guy? Like He could have been a bad person. He, he could have been, and if that makes you feel better, you can believe that. But his family was fighting for him. That's fair. Fine. I'll pretend he was a good person. Fine! And possibly a listener of the Give Me Five podcast. Wait, that doesn't make him a good person. It just makes him have good taste. Not not taste good. We're we're not going that route yet. He just has good taste. Yeah. I was going to try to get a Monty Python clip here. 
which I think I kind of did, but I don't know if it actually is accurate because I was doing it without listening to it. So we're going to try a Monty Python drop here um, and see what happens. It was the right one. It's not. Bring out your dead. Okay, that was. I didn't want to wait long enough to get I'm to the dude talking. I'm not dead yet. Uh, so that brings us up to our topics, and um, so this is uh, kind of a weird topics. week because you you were away for a week, and then um, Omar wasn't able to be here, and then I had a bunch of stuff going on. So we're kind of like in a midweek kind of recording situation here. Um, I was going to. Uh, do you people with Omar because he actually saw it when you were gone. Um, oh. When you were gone, I was going to do it. Um, but, um, like, I, I didn't think you would like it. Um, and to be honest, I didn't know if I would like it before I started watching it mm-hmm. because I didn't know if I was going to be in that mood to walk that tightrope of racial politics and comedy at the same time. But Eddie Murphy is um awesome and i've always loved him so i decided one night to watch it and i loved it and then i hated it and then i loved it again but i hated it for longer than i loved it and really wished that the part that i hated was shorter so that i could get back to loving it mm-hmm. that makes sense <laughs> okay so um do you, you still people, think it, that i uh, would hate it or do you think that i would be in the same category as you as as love i think it, that you would it. like the parts i think you would like the parts that i liked mm-hmm. And hate the parts that I didn't, because there are it's it, the stuff that I didn't like is the stuff that's so over the top, like that movie Crash that I hated, and we like, both of us hated, mm-hmm. where people are forced to act in a way that they wouldn't act. That and it's even reversed to be, and it's act. it's even reversed. Like, it's not even like you know, a, it's well, this is racial politics, so you know, well, I'm doing this for the best of not getting anybody out there angry at us because you know we have jobs and stuff but it's reversed where it's not like the white people acting overly racist it's the black people acting overly racist but like legitimately being like you know who's this white boy like to their face which wouldn't happen just like if just like if it was the other way around that wouldn't happen either in real life for the most part um maybe i'm wrong i don't know but um we'll go right into this here so uh you people came out um Yeah, exactly. And people acting like complete buffoons that are otherwise intelligent characters. You're like, every single person is so over the top, but they also live in giant ass houses in in Los Angeles. And it's like, there's no way you're that stupid. They're not celebrities either. Like, they're, you know, they have like regular, well paying jobs, and they're so blatantly stupid about stuff Mm -hmm. that it's like, you would have not gotten this far in life if you were that stupid. That makes sense, right? Okay. So anyway, um, directed by Kenya Barris, um, his first thing, which might actually have something to do with the unevenness, his first picture. He's done a he, um, I believe he was one of the show creators of um, Blackish and Adultish or Grown Upish or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Hill is, of course, one of the writers, um, and he plays one of the main characters, Ezra. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays Akbar. Um, Jonah Hill. In the name Ezra, he is of course a a Jewish podcaster in Los Angeles. Um, he also works in uh, finance as well. Eddie Murphy, of course, plays the father of Jonah Hill's um, girlfriend, who I don't know why she's that far. Oh no, she 
so who is played by Laura London, Lauren London. Um, ironically, the it's also Eddie Murphy is also a Muslim. Jonah Hill character is Jewish, but in real life, Lauren London is actually Jewish, and she's playing a Muslim that hates Jews or is dating a Jew. So it's kind of weird. Um, Julie, Julia Louis Dreyfus is in this. And she okay. plays the Jonah Hill's mom, um, and David Duchovny. Which actually, Julia Louis Dreyfus and David Duchovny are the, the other thing that made me be like, you know what, I'm going to watch this because I like both of them. Um, so, long story short, it's basically um, a guy meets a girl, falls in love with her, and in the time from the first date to the wedding, basically Eddie Murphy sort of sets out to destroy the the marriage. And he does things like, oh, we'll see if we can see if he can handle our family. But then he goes overboard to try to break things. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, Julia the Dreyfus and David Duchovny, they're they're playing the part of the uh, the overly sensitive uh, white folks and trying to be down and hip. And that's the part where it gets a little overboard because none of them act remotely normal. And, like, there's even a whole sequence where Eddie Murphy shows up at the Jewish people's house wearing a – I don't know the name of the little hat, like the little Muslim hat thing. And the oh, whole okay. big deal is that it was given to him by Farrakhan. Okay. And the son is like – you know, the son, who worked in finance, not a dummy, is like, oh, I love Farrakhan. Like, really? So Eddie Murphy's like, really? What do you love about him? And Julia Dreyfus is like, yeah. Do you love the way he wants all Jews dead? Like <laughs> – like that kind of thing. But that, of course, turns into a big, uh, you know, those type of comedy movies where like everything gets, there's a big setup where everything looks really absurd. And then someone walks in the room and there's like the curtains are on fire and like there's like a goat randomly, like just random shit happens all at once. So it kind of turns into one of those kind of movies where the hat gets caught on fire and they have to throw it on the floor and step on it. And he gets all offended. And it's it's like a big and you can see me even talking about it is like this is stupid because mm-hmm. it was actually a relatively good romantic comedy when it was low-key. And when they decided to go overboard in that, I don't know, 45-minute section in the middle, it was like, okay. I kind of wandered off, started doing dishes, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, my house is set up, so, you know, I could still kind of watch TV. So that part's lame. The good part is the two leads' love story is actually sweet. Okay. Like the way they show it, the way they... The way they get together, it shows them, like, you know, he jumps into her car but thinking it's an Uber, and they do the th- – he's like – she's like, what the hell? And she's like, get the hell out of my car. And he's like, well, aren't you my Uber? And he's like, oh, so now black people all look alike. And he's like – he takes his phone and shows it to her, and she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we all do look alike. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, it's they, – they play off of stuff like that, which is actually good. So that at that point, which is the very beginning, I was like, okay, they get the joke. We're good. And then the, all the craziness happens. And then at the very end, with like 15 minutes left in the movie, you see them kind of doing that three months after everything went down and all the bad stuff happens, where the parents are like, man, we screwed up. And uh, Julie Redreyfus gets in touch with Eddie Murphy, and they're like, yeah, we kind of screwed over our kids. We need to try to get them back together. And Jonah Hill like lets Eddie Murphy have it. And that part was really well written and really good. Because he's like, I'm not stupid. I know what you were doing. You know, the hat, the – there was a whole sequence with him bringing 
Jonah Hill to a, uh, I guess it's a, Jonah Hill's wearing a red sweatshirt and Eddie Murphy decides to bring him to a Crips neighborhood. So that he like, it's oh. like, yeah, you tried to get me killed, you piece of shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm not stupid. I wasn't just wasn't thinking about it, you know? Um, so like that aspect is good, but if you could take that 45 minutes out of the middle or at least shave off the rough edges, it'd be good. Uh, the best part about the whole movie is the old Jewish people and the uncle. So Eddie Murphy's brother is played by Mike Epps and he's like the, he knew Eddie Murphy before Eddie Murphy became like all militant, obviously because they're brothers, but he's really funny. He's like, Oh, he's always telling the daughter like, Oh, your dad used to do this. Like my dad. But the old Jewish people are hilarious because they are so completely and utterly accurate because I don't know if you know this, but they don't really don't have a, a sensor in what they're talking about. Like if you've ever been to a bar mitzvah or anything like that, no, they'll be like, I have not. ah, so yeah, like the old one, the, the old Jewish people will be like, ah, so you got a girlfriend yet? Yeah. Cause your, your Nana and I, we thought you were gay, like that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> but like, not like, like publicly at a dinner table. So there's a lot of that where they're like talking to Jonah Hill and be like, you're, you're 30 years old. Do you, do you, do you like the Hebrew, the Hebrew national sausages? Cause like, they're like, cause it's okay now, whatever. And, and Jonah Hill's like, I know you think you're being progressive and not bigoted, but actually you sound really, really homophobic right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff like that. And then, uh, what's his name? Elliot Gould is one of them. And he, so they, like they grabbed all these like older Jewish comedians to do it. And they were like spot on. Um, and Rhea Perlman too. I haven't seen her since like cheers. Yeah, like, has she been? She still in, looks at, I know she's been in stuff. Well, I know. I think Danny DeVito's been in her. Wow, they? they're married, aren't they? They're married, right? Now. I think they still are. But yeah. like, yeah. But they were. It was great seeing her, and she looks great. Like she looks exactly the same. Um, just like gray strands in her hair. But um, uh, it's a silly comedy. If you like the Eddie Murphy stuff, if you like, it's it, actually I would say if you like Jonah Hill stuff, because Eddie Murphy's kind of playing it straight. Um, the thing I actually, the thing I liked the best about the whole movie, other than like the old Jewish people, um, was a conversation between Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus about being in it because it's the first thing they've done together since the SNL stuff of the early eighties. And they like start telling stories. So if you, there's like a YouTube video of them doing press for this thing, but being like, oh, we've been friends since like 1981 when, when he was on SNL. Um, so I thought that was really, that was actually really cool. So if you want to watch you people, it's on Netflix. That's uh, and uh, I wish I could re-edit it. Okay. So, what's next? Well, I think next we're going to talk about a movie that just came out this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. I need to see it. And that's Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I actually did go see it. Um. And we, I saw it with, I actually was down at my mom's this weekend. We went and saw it with my mom and, and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a long movie. We enjoyed it. Uh, it was released on February 17th of 2023. Uh, it's directed by Peyton Reed and it does star Paul Rudd again as Scott Lang. It's got Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, Bill Murray, Katie M. O'Brien, and, and maybe you can explain this to me. No, can't. Um, because you, I think you know a little bit more about the workings of this kind of stuff. But 
they had Mark Wyman or Mark Weinman, who was the patrol police officer slash on set Modoc. And the guy who actually played Modoc, Corey Stoll, was uncredited. What is that about? Uh, Onset Modoc is going to be the person that is standing in so that the people know where to look. Right. No, I, for and when, I, they're, when they're talking. I get so that. that part, you know. But the guy whose face you actually used and actually did the voice acting and all of that was uncredited? I, so they probably did that to avoid spoilers. And it's entirely likely that he got paid extra to be the uncredited person. Um, that is just a guess, though. Um, a lot of times if someone goes uncredited, like I, I'm trying to think of like James any sort of movie where they – Yeah, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to – because like, that's one that anyone – if I said it and it was wrong, that we get death threats. Um, like any movie where, where you don't know who the – the final bad actually is beneath the mask kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like some mystery movies and stuff like that. They tend to do the uncredited thing. Um, I, I don't like, we can look it up. Let's look it up. Okay. Well, you look that up and I'll keep with... talking. Okay. I'm going to um, mute myself, which you wish you could do. Yeah. <laughs> so the synopsis is Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Now, I don't know if I'm just not remembering correctly, but I thought when they went down to the quantum realm, they had to have, like, oxygen or some shit because they couldn't breathe down there because there was no oxygen down there because they were too small for the oxygen to be able to get to them. And they should have all just died. Apparently, that's not a thing anymore. Um, so I've I've had a couple of days to let this movie percolate. Um, initially, I felt like it wasn't too bad, and after a couple of days' reflection, that I mean, that opinion still stands. I I do, however, or I have, however, adjusted my rating on this movie. I I have knocked it down a peg. Um. Initially, I thought this movie was about a 7 on a scale of 1 to 10. I And right now, I, I don't really think it's any better than a 6. It's a, so, it's a solid 6, but that's that's the best ranking that I could give it. I mean, the special effects are great. The comedy is still there. There just wasn't a ton to connect me uh, with this movie. And, and honestly, the movie felt less like an Ant-Man movie and more like a, hey... Hey, here's Cassie. She's going to be our next hero. Look at her. Look at her kind of thing, you know? Um, and, and, and also a, a Kang movie. Um, I, I will say that Kang was the highlight of the movie for me. Jonathan Majors was great. I loved him as Kang. I, I loved what he brought to the character, all the mannerisms and everything. Uh, he, is he also he who remains? Because we, we, of course, do toys. Yes, I believe the toy that yes. they did. Re- yes, he is, and he, and he actually or is he a different version of him. Uh, I, and I'll 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 do a little bit. I'll do a little bit of a spoiler warning because I am going to spoil one or two things here. Um, he Headphones is off. he actually plays I think multiple Kangs 
because there's the multiverse and all the Kangs kind of conspired against Kang the Conqueror to exile him, basically. But, um, so he plays all the Kangs, I believe. Um, he stole just about every scene that he was in. Um, for me, Modoc was interesting. I mean, the design was kind of funny. It was kind of shocking and funny all at the same time. Um, but his art... And that's, of course, a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler because we already said Corey Stoll, that Corey Stoll has been in an Ant-Man movie before. Right. Um, he, he was he was the Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Um, so he went from being Yellow Jacket to MODOK, and it's the same character, basically. But, I mean, his arc was really kind of juvenile and wasted. Um, he... He was a character with absolutely no depth. He was like a mirror, basically. Anything that anybody told him, he he kind of, you know, he kind of went with. And it was like, you know, he 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 served Kang, and then they were able to talk to him and just kind of turn him. Dude, you don't really want to do this. You're a good guy. Yeah, I'm a good guy. Yeah, that's right. You're a good guy. Yeah, I'm a good guy. I'm not a dick. And then he charges Kang. And it's like, really? I mean, there's... They could have done more with the. I mean, I I could be wrong. Is is the character of Modok really kind of like an idiot in the comics? Uh, he, well, this has nothing to do with with Yellow Jacket. Um, in the comics, he is was created. He's a uh, android. And he's the me- Modok mental organism designed only for killing. There was a lot of people doing LSD in the seventies, mm-hmm. by the way. And he's just a giant head. He's a android, um, and he's. And and he's this more one, he's, he's a su- he's a super ge- he's basically a super genius so it's not there's no he's a super genius but he's not like plotting or anything he's just right I'm here to kill and that's it like literally it's in his name yeah this one he's kind of like a frat guy and I'm like Ugh. I I really feel like they 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 ruined the opportunity of Modok. and and it's I, mean, shame- dude, I, I know I saw the visuals of Modok, which looks significantly better than I think the other would look yeah now if looking at a cartoon or a uh what's the show with the toys um uh robot chicken kind of okay. thing where they okay. like where they make it cartoony mm-hmm. yeah obviously the car the comics version is great i mean i'm literally sitting there with a comic version of the character right behind me like toy mm-hmm. but the new version of it is definitely going to show better on screen yeah um you always, I always wonder with the Marvel movies, but it's been a decade, so I wonder a lot less now. Is like sometimes it seems like they're like, how far can we go? Talking raccoon. I already mentioned it. Talking raccoon. Sure. Yeah. Why not? What the uh, hell? Giant head. Sure. You know, dude that is that hasn't aged since the forties, and now he shows up again with robot arm. Yeah. Sure. We can play that off. Like. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean, a lot of the stuff in this movie was kind of lost. Um, it kind of floundered a little bit in the first half of the movie. And, you know, the second half kind of picked up once they got to the whole rebellion thing. Um, but it, it uh, I mean, honestly, it, it just it just wasn't great. It was just kind of OK. And like I said, it seemed it seemed less of an Ant-Man movie and more of a uh, a a Cassie Lang introduction. I mean, I realized that she gotcha. was in the first movie as a as a young kid, but it, it really seems like it's more of a, hey, we're going to start using this character in in the next phase of Marvel movies, so we want you to know who she is. Here she is. This is her. We know this is Ant-Man's movie, but but forget him. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Cassie. Here you go. Here you go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ugh, all right. 
Um, so I'm assuming that we're, we're heading towards Young Avengers, which they haven't announced or anything yet, I don't think. But it would be Cassie as the Ant-Man character. Mm-hmm. Um, Ironheart. Ironheart will be the Iron Man character, and then the um, uh, Hawk, uh, the Hawkeye girl from the Hawkeye TV show mm-hmm. will be Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop and um, Shuri. I'm assuming, yeah, so Shuri will be in there. I'm assuming Spider-Man will be ha- Tom Holland because he just signed another gi- a giant picture deal, and they said he's going to be the lead of the next Avengers movie. So I don't know if that's going to be a new Avengers movie. Okay. It's the new Avengers, young Avengers, rather. Right. Um are a completely different thing. Man, I would love if they did New Avengers. New Avengers would be badass. Mm-hmm. That was such a good team. Wolverine and Spider-Man and uh, Luke Cage. And, yeah. And Black Widow, I think. Anyway. Um, yeah, I got to see that. I, I was really trying to get a chance to see it today, but life. Yeah. So I'll try to sneak get, out at I some get point. You. I mean, it's... Was it Marvel's worst movie? No, it wasn't. Was... It, it well, I mean, honestly, it's not even its worst recent movie. I mean, I still think that belongs to Thor: Love and Thunder. What, what is your least favorite of all the Marvel movies? Um, my least favorite of all the Marvel movies. I I really did not like Thor: Love and Thunder, honestly. I mean, I I, I know that Thor. I said the second half was better than the first half, but I really it just there's another one that they they should have focused on. A lot more on Gore the God Butcher and less on silliness. Yeah. Um, and less on Thor forgetting everything that he has learned in the past. I mean, the dude's been around forever and learned something and and has character growth and then completely forgets it two years later. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed in Multiverse of Madness, um, but I didn't think that I one like, was— I actually liked Multiverse of Madness. I didn't I think that, that one was terrible. I mean, that was—it wasn't a bad movie. Um, Iron Man 2 is my least favorite. I, oh, crazy! I didn't Iron, like Iron Dark Man One is my. I didn't like Thor: Dark World. Yeah, that was just kind of a movie. Yeah, like, like if it wasn't in the Marvel universe, it could just would have been a poorly made, uh, like, mystical adventure movie. Right. So, so it's not it's not its worst movie. It's not even its most recent worst movie. Um, I, I this movie wouldn't make wouldn't even rate in my top ten though. And gotcha. I see this list here, and That's I did put the list there, and I was I was wondering if you wanted to do the uh, the top ten Marvels. Uh, that would take too long. Okay, I know we don't have time. To... But what what is yeah. what is your favorite Marvel? How about that? There are so many, and I've seen so many of them so many times mm-hmm. that it really depends on what I want. Um, if I want to get my quote unquote juices pumping. I would go Endgame. Yeah, agreed. But that has so much to get to it. Like you can't just like put it on. Yeah, you yeah. you can't just have Endgame. I mean, you've got to yeah, you've got to get the build up for it. Um, Iron Man was my favorite character as a kid, uh-huh. so see, seeing that as the starting point, really. Um, like the the second that he did the thing where he like land when he goes back to Afghanistan or wherever it is. And lands with like the first Iron Man fist pound to the ground, and then does, like takes out all those dudes, and then turns around, and then the tank blows up behind him. Like at that point, like I, you could have probably cut glass with my nipples. I was so excited. So just probably from that perspective, Iron Man. I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, just th- that's more of like an adventure thing. I actually the one I watched 
the most is probably Black Panther or Ant-Man, depending on my feeling. Like, I watch Ant-Man a lot really? just because it's – you can put it on in the background, and it's like the characters have such their own voice that I don't have to turn around. Like, I just can listen to it. Um, so I would, it's not my favorite. It's just – oh, and the Avengers too. Yeah. I mean I would probably – So it's either the Avengers or Iron Man. Okay. I would probably say that my favorite one is um, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, that one's good too. I really liked Civil War; liked it a lot. And I would, I would almost say that Captain America is the best trilogy of all of them. Um, yeah, because there's no weak spots, right? Overall, I mean, the first Captain America movie, The Winter Soldier, and Civil War, all very solid movies in their own right. Um, and as far as quality, Cap- the Captain America trilogy might be the best one there. Could be could be challenged by Spider Man, um, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. I thought were all excellent films, um, mm-hmm. but I think Captain America for me would edge it out. Yeah, it's it's such a broad body of good stuff that it really depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same as with well, obviously I have the same favorite band, but depending on the season. My second favorite band will change. <laughs> right, right. So, nice. I think that's it. I think that'll take us to the end of tonight's episode. I believe, well, we got to do our, our top five, which we haven't. Well, I mean. Yet, but we will. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's at the end of the episode, yes. It is. That being said, and... it's time for our top five. So, our question of the week, Greg, I want to know. Because I went and saw Ant-Man. What are your top five shrunken adventures? Who the hell do you think I am? You just think you can ask me questions and I'm going to answer them? I, I do, in fact, think that you are going to answer my question. Oh, fine. Do the it, top, show monkey! The top, what, shrinking movies? No. Movies Shrunken and... adventures. Shrunken adventures. Well... Yes. I'm going to start off with an honorable mention involving shrinkage. Omar. Uh, that would be the uh, sh- the shrinkage episode of Seinfeld, uh, season 5, episode 21, The Hamptons. And it's not a movie, and it's about a different type of shrinkage, but... Excellent. I wanted to talk about it, so here we go. Uh, number 5, I'm going to start off with a movie I have not seen, but I like the title of it. All the rest of them I've seen, of them I've seen, um, but I like the title. Uh, that is Attack of the Puppet People. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to watch that at some point. But it's wonderful, and it apparently involves shrinking of some sort. Uh, number four, Alice in Wonderland. That is a shrunk. There is a shrunken adventure. Okay. Uh, number three, saw this in the theater, and it kind of freaked me out for a while because of the stomach acid scene. Uh, that'd be Inner Space. Yeah. Like I remember very just like kind of after seeing that, I remember playing that and jumping on like you know the floor is lava, but it's the floor of stomach acid. Uh, number two, all of the Ant-Man movies, but I just wrote down Ant-Man, mm-hmm. so any of the Ant-Man things. Um, and you can also, I guess, count any of the shrinking adventures that Ant-Man has done in the Avengers movies or Captain America movies. Um, but number one, and again, this could be any of them, but uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that movie was really amazing special effects-wise, and it also mm-hmm. it led to a pretty fun park at Hollywood Studios or MGM at the time. And... I, I very much remember having a good time running around there as a kid and very much enjoying the movie and being one of the few movies that my parents took me to see. 
Mm-hmm. Number one, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think we're going to have some similar stuff. However, I do have a couple of different ones. Ooh. At uh, At number five, I'm going to put a TV show. Because I'm going to put the Teen Titans at number five with their buddy adventure. And that's the one where they all shrink down and go inside of Cyborg. No, is it Cyborg? Or Beast Boy? No, it's Beast Boy because Beast Boy's sick. Oh. Yes. Um, Number four. At number four, I'm probably going to do Fern Gully. Fern Gully was an adventure where the main character got shrunk down and he spent the rest of the movie with the forest fairies. At number I three, I, sp- I remember the time I spent with the forest fairies. Yeah, you do. At number three, I've got Ant-Man, the the Ant-Man movies, or movie, because the first one, I think, was probably the best one. Um, at number two, I I also have Inner Space, but mine's a little bit higher. Inner Space was kind of the precursor to the body adventure that the Teen Titans did, but yep. Inner Space is going to be my number two, and my number one, just like you, is going to be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, as a child, that introduced me to the whole the whole shrinking craze, I guess, if you will. Um, and it, it really, it really got you thinking about the, the interesting situations that you could be in if you were super tiny, as opposed to super big. Oh, speaking, I actually reminded me of something. There's the, the character in the boys that was, that could get super tiny and the adventures he can go on. Oh, he, he had do, some adventures. Once he doesn't, you know, sneeze, sneeze, yeah. So no cocaine, no super tiny. It was cyborg, by the way. I looked it up. Oh, it was, was cyborg? cyborg the, yeah, cyborg was the sick one. When Robin see when Robin sees that cyborg is having a slow recovery to a cold, he keeps tantalizing him to go on a body adventure inside of him to fight the virus and have some fun too. Yes. After he shrinks himself, Robin chooses to stay small forever. Nice. I think that's it, right? I believe that is it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to reach out and talk with us, you can find us at GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. And Omar, where can they email us at? Just like he's here. Uh, didn't miss a beat. Good job, Omar. <laughs> uh, give me five podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Spell out, spell out the five if you know how to do it. If you're listening to us, you might not. Yeah, well, we understand. And that's going to do it for tonight, guys. So remember, like I always say, it's during our darkest moments that we look around and think, what the
This is the Give Me Five podcast. Uh, oh, what? I was. It's fine. Oh, I was gonna say uh, new patron thing. Uh, climb blasting, blasting. But you kept going. So oh, yeah. I won't well, say that. Now that you've new- interrupted me and stopped the flow, please, by all means, go ahead and say your thing, Greg. No, 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 no. I want to. I want to hear what you have to say, Greg. Say your. I'm saying if you are at the five dollar range in the patron payment, you can get clam blasted or teabagged. Your choice. Wow. Are we, I don't think we're allowed to offer that. I think that's like a sexual service. Well, and the only one of us who can actually do any clam blasting is is Omar. So. That's true, and he's not here to say no. So. So that's sign thing. up now to the the patron. Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. Now do the thing. <laughs>